Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. Hey, we made it. We sure did. For everybody else, uh, this is the Bro Show. We are actual brothers. My name's Jerry. What? I couldn't wait, wait, Mr. Producer. I went down the street to this upscale convenience store and picked up a breakfast taco. It was just too good. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. My name's John. God, that is so pitiful. You couldn't wait. (laughs) Oh. Oh, well. Maybe you can explain what this goofball show's all about. I will. You go ahead and eat since you're so hungry. What a snowflake. My God. All right. This is the Bro Show. We talk about four things every Saturday morning, uh, usually around 730 or 8 o'clock. Uh, this is the 11th season of the show. This is the ninth episode. Every season, six months long. And we have a mascot of sorts for every season. In this season, it is the tiger. This is the season of the tiger. So yes. we have we have a tiger story every Saturday mm-hmm. this season, right? We also have a word that we have come up with that relates to our topics. Ran into it while researching. We have two takes, which is mm. uh, our big topic, and it's two views of the same thing. Yep, my view, and then John's view. Not to cast any subversions on his views. Personalities, view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a podcasting <laughs> personality, by the way. Yeah. God. Who breaks the rules last, occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> and we have the fourth thing we do every show is we have groaners. We have two groaners. Mm. Bad jokes, dad jokes. And uh, they will make you groan, guaranteed. All right, that's it. And that's the intro. That, hey, listen, that's real good. Oh, by the way, what are you are you wearing above 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 the belt, please? I'm even I'm even wearing my blue jeans today. Hey, so am I. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Uh, I'm wearing the tiger, the season of the tiger T-shirt. That you and I are the only people on earth who have one, and they're ha, very ha, cool. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> those, those migas are getting to you. Yeah, coffee's doing a good job too. So, hey, listen, I decided since we have another animal in our tiger story that I would wear the uh, the, the season of the ox T-shirt. Well, there's an ox in our tiger story, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, that's very appropriate. So we're covering all bases today. That's good. We sure are. Yeah. So, yeah, don't we have a sponsor? Or we are you too busy eating? Can you do the reading yeah. or are you too busy eating? I, I, I'm worried that I might have to give the sponsor a little bit of my food. Ooh. <laughs> you know, so, you don't share. He never did no. share well. Well, sometimes you need to share in order to survive. But that's beside we, the point. We've got a sponsor. Our sponsor is Big Cat Rescue. Their mission is to find the best home possible. Uh, for big cats that are being abused. And you're saying, well, how do big cats get abused? They're pretty big. Well, their zoos, uh, you know, are caging them up. They get old. Uh, people get little cubs as pets. And what they do is they then 
they grow up and they don't know what to do with them. So there's a lot of animals mm. out there, big ones, tigers included, mm. that need to be helped. Yeah. So this nonprofit was formed in 1992, so it's met the test of time. It's also an advocate for any legislation such as the Big Cat Safety Act, which is now they're trying to push through Congress. And uh, it's just an overall advocate for, you know, trying to maintain these uh, animals and not only in quality, but in quantity, because a lot of them are close to being extinct. So and guess what? They have some swag. They really lay out a lot of good stuff. So maybe you can kind of fill us in on what some of that is. Yeah. uh, In the show notes, we have a link to uh, their T-shirt section. So you can get T-shirts. You can get other stuff, too. And the T-shirts are – there's quite a few of them. There's not just one. Uh, John has one. He's not wearing it today, but he he wore it to a game just recently, I think. Yes. Uh, A baseball game. So, yeah, it's it's a real place. It's a real thing. Uh, We have links for donations. We have links for T-shirts. We have links for general information. Support these people. You won't. Be sad you did. We have uh, done a variety of animals in the past, and it seems like we're always able to come up with like a folk tale, a fable, and sure enough, mm. we've got one as it relates to a tiger. There are uh, kids' stories out there that give a description on how the tiger got his stripes. And sure enough, what we have is we have a little story that has got some origin from Vietnam. There's a, there's a variety of these stories with how the tiger got the stripes. So this is the one that really is most popular. And it's a story about a, uh, very quickly about a tiger that realizes it's not the, sh- it might be the fiercest animal in the jungle, but it's not the smartest. And it mm. wants to get instant smarts. So what it mm. does is it goes and takes a look and sees, sees this ox. And this ox is being controlled by this farmer who's using the ox, to, you know, to, to in the farm. So mm. the ox, the tiger goes up to the ox and says, hey, how come that puny little guy is all over and making you work? And um, you should be able to overcome that. And the ox says, well, he's got wisdom. And wisdom, ooh, ooh wisdom, you know, I could use some of that. And he says, yeah. well, you want to maybe talk to the little, little guy. and He maybe can kind of set you straight and get you some. So the tiger goes over and fiercely says, I need wisdom now. And kind of growls. Yeah. The, the, the man, mm. you know, obviously is overwhelmed by the tiger. He yeah, says, he well, I, I, I left my wisdom uh, in, the, uh, in my house. I have to go get you some wisdom so I can give it to you. But in the meantime, I want you to stay in place. Could you allow me to, to tie you onto this uh, uh pole you know or this tree and so the tiger says uh well yeah of course you know anything to get wisdom so sure enough he ties him onto the tree and he got got wraps this this uh, rope around him and Mm -hmm. goes on his merry way and the man doesn't come back the tiger realized that the the man has kind of wisely got got away from him he struggles 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 and as he's getting out his coat at this point was just a pure color and didn't have stripes but the rope burns that he, he got from struggling so fear, uh, aggressively to get uh, out of the of the rope created these burns, which then became the stripes that we know the tiger to have today. And wow. so what it, wow. it, it just it, the, the idea of this story is that you tell it to a kid and say, you know what? You don't buy wisdom. You, you, you earn, earn it. it. You earn it. You learn it. Yeah. And you've earned it. Turn it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's, that's kind here. of <laughs> say that down here. 
They do. They do. There's this town called Burnett, uh-huh. and it's spelled Burnett. And, and and when you're from out of town, you say, well, how do I get the Burnett? And they said, burn it, darn it, learn it. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and you just, you just parroted it uh, in, in this fascinating folktale. John, yeah, I have to I have to add a couple tiger facts to this that people don't know. Maybe okay, this, the stripes on a tiger actually match stripes on its skin. Shave a tiger, and it's still got stripes. Yeah, we have got a word curated, C U R A T E D, curated. It's mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of definitions. Quite often, you think of a museum with an exhibit, and they curate. Uh, in other words, they collect up items for a, a theme. Uh, but they also curated as a second definition means carefully gathered, gifted, sifted, chosen, and organized. So wow. it can be used in a little broader meeting. Um, so I've got this example. Okay. The convenience store has become a fabulous trifecta of delivery, cafe, and curated groceries and goods aimed at the adventuresome millennials. So that is mm. an example. And, mm. uh, you know, I, we've mentioned now, I've mentioned convenience store twice. Once uh, when I was eating. Yeah. Once with our definition. So guess where our two takes is on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Uh, he talked about a store and it was convenient and he's okay. eating well, you're food. Thinking, I'm going to have another air. bite. Why don't you have another bite? Meanwhile, I'll introduce our two takes. Uh, I ran into this article, and it was it talked about this new kind of convenience store that, and you know, convenience stores haven't changed forever. Whole idea of a convenience store is get in, get out. You know, they're cold, they're fluorescent, they smell like pine saw, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's, that's the good ones. <laughs> yeah, those are the good ones. And, and the idea is they want you to get out of the store. They don't make them inviting because they make their money on how many people go in and out of the store. Most convenience stores are, are these days are attached to a gas pump, too. So, yeah, you know, that's the state of a convenience store. And so this said, hey, here's a new kind of convenience store that you'll want to hang in. I thought, well, this looks interesting. Then I noticed it was based in Chicago, and most of yeah. the stores right now are in Chicago area, Chicagoland. And I thought, well, I've got a brother in Chicago, and he yes. he is hungry frequently, and so maybe I can, you know, we can do a topic on this. We did. We decided to do a topic on this. What's it called? It's called Foxtrot? Is that it? Foxtrot. Uh, there are about 20 of these stores, of which 15 are located in Chicago, uh, we got a couple of them located in Dallas. We got a couple more in D.C. and one in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, started up in 2015 as a as a delivery service for liquor, and wine, etc. And they decided to expand. I think what's really interesting about convenience stores: convenience stores in general are very are uh, a rising thing. They're hot. They're all over. I mean, here in Chicago. It seems like there's a variety of them that have different themes, but nothing compares to Foxtrot. Mm. And I, I would say that if you take a look at Foxtrot, think of a Starbucks, which is then ex- decided it's going to become a grocery store. It's going to become a lunch place. It's going to be a place after, after work, you can go get a glass of wine, wrap that all up, put it in a format, which has got an enlarged portion of, of sit down. Where you can either be outside on a patio 
You can be inside where it might be cool or warm, depending upon the season, and you've got Foxtrot. <clears throat> you yeah, can, I they, went through. They have chefs, don't they? They have chefs too. They have chefs, and what they what they've done is to get sort of a, a they're they're an upscale, a convenience store that caters to uh, an urban uh, environment. So if you're like <clears throat> the one that I went through down down just about three blocks away from me, it's got high rises all over it where where people come in. You can shop around if you want to, and I actually went through one and thought, well, what if I this is the only place I could shop? Could I get everything I want here? So mm. I thought, well, can I get milk? Can I get eggs? Uh, yeah. Can I get uh, the, the the basics? And you can yeah. get the basics, but what it really goes for is made up uh, portions of lunch, such as a uh, salad bowl is very popular mm. here. And mm. they've got a menu where they make up breakfast, and it's uh, they wow. have about maybe 20 items on it. What they, re- they their biggest thing is coffee. Their coffee, wow. they, they they collaborate with like here in the Chicago area, they've collaborated with enough with a really good uh, local beanery uh, called Metric, and they've decided and got together so they have their own specific brand of coffee that is. For Foxtrot, and a lot of people just come in and and and, and get the coffee and on their way like you would a Starbucks. But there are other people that like to eat breakfast there. It's even a place where, let's say, you wanted to meet you, you wanted to meet and greet, where you 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 have a a, a a person you want to take out on a date, but you don't you're not right quite ready for that yet. So rather than meeting mm. up in the bar and having a beer, mm. you go there and say, well, let's have a, a glass of wine and a cheese plate. And you get your appetite already, and then you you can make the call as to whether you want to go out further or maybe be on your merry way. So wow, wow, that's kind of a, a little bit about it. Uh, I, I when I first went in it, I had the wrong idea on it. I I thought, well, oh, this is just you? a place. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought it was just a place you go in and uh, and just get your groceries and that's it. But uh, I realized by looking around, it's an adventurous place where you can. Ex- you're going to find things there which you have never had before or you haven't seen exactly presented in that way. So these breakfast tacos I'm eating as we that I just got this morning. In fact, I went into the place and I said, I got a I got a podcast to do on Proxrot in, in 40 minutes. I need breakfast. And I, and I looked up. They pointed to the menu. I said, tacos. The guy said to me, you need uh, two, two different kinds of tacos. I said, okay. And then I say, he says, what kind of sauce? He, the guy tells me exactly what to get. Wow. I don't even have to think. It's wow. Really, over, I wouldn't call it aggressive customer service. I'd call it friendly, helpful customer service. Okay. So people are really nice there. And I had a really good experience this morning. And I'm, of course, enjoying it by eating these wonderful tacos. Oh. And Migas. Migas tacos. Migos are different than tacos. That's a, that's well, a unfortunately, the, it's listed under tacos. So okay. that's what I'm going to have to. Right. I'm going to have to go by. You can go by Austin words. I'm going to go by Foxtrot. Foxtrot well, ruling. Okay, let's let the viewers decide because we're going to have a picture of your breakfast in in the photo bomb, and those of us from Austin are going to see it and know what the hell's going on. Unlike some and people in I'm, Chicago, let's just say all the the ignorant because other than outside of Austin, we're pretty ignorant, I guess. Of Migos, yeah, Migos are an Austin invention. Was invented here. It, well, put it, it on the list of ideas, and we'll work on that. Okay. Oh, jeez, you, you shut me down. You heard it. You heard it here first. 
to shut me down. Well, you know, oh, come a, on. There is an Austin, there is an Austin connection. The founders of this place, the ones who started it, lived in Austin for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. So they brought with them migas, you know, which are corn, corn chips, you know, the chips, you know, you get when you salsa and chips, those chips smashed up a little bit with cheese and, uh, eggs. And usually pico de gallo, which is a fresh salsa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got uh, that's one green sauce. Mm. Oh, you got the green sauce. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Living, you just you're described living. all of the uh, of the ingredients that are actually on this little label. Yeah, good job. And you're not even okay. eating it. Yeah, I wish I was. <laughs> it sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway. I, are they about to go nationwide, John? Do you know anything about that? Well, I do know that they're, they have a business plan. They've had an infusion of the investment uh, capitalist types, uh, have taken a close look at this place and realized that this might be a way to make some buckos for their customers. So they've infused them with about $50 million a year ago in their, their uh, game plan. Their strategic plan calls for them to, within the next two years, have uh, 50 more stores. So hopefully by then they'll, They'll be back down. They'll be in Austin, so you can try one of these out yourself. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, the, the the article you. It, it was just so coincidental it, when you said yeah. that. You said, "Well, gee, this is a really good idea for our for our show." And I said, "Well, I can fall into that joint. In fact, I can yeah. fall into two of them. I got one three blocks south of me, and another Foxtrot uh, three blocks north of me. Check them both oh. out. They each one has its own unique." Uh, footprint as to how it, it sets the store up based upon the you know the, the the space it has, but they're really they're really really nice and they have nice clean restrooms which are not real you know you 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 can't there's not a big sign but you can you know pretty well where they're going to be located. Uh, nice. Yeah, it, it, nice. it, the, the setup is really really good when you walk in. You feel and they got a little they got music. You got a good mood going on. So mm. yeah, that is good. Hey. Hey, they got one in Dallas, I noticed. So I got the map out, and I was curious where it was located because I've worked for years on and off in and around Dallas. And, in fact, Mary Jane and I and Rose lived there for two years. Uh, it's uh, Dallas. <clears throat> Dallas is very far away from Austin. It's a good four-hour drive, and uh, it's up near Oklahoma. And culturally, it's very different than Austin. But, you know, they have their parts of town, just like you do, John. And I looked at where this place was, and it's it's in an area called Uptown. Uptown is just mm. north of downtown Dallas, and it's just south of Turtle Creek. Turtle Creek is like the high society, blue blood, silk stocking kind of area of, of uh, uh, Dallas. And it's just a little bit uh, east of Love Field. That gives you kind nice. of an idea. The old, yeah. The old airport. Yeah. yeah. It's not old. Uh, it's still operating at full boat. It's a Southwest hub and uh, American has flights out of there now too. So it's a, it's a big deal. Love field is, is a real marker. It's around lemon Avenue and, and mockingbird, you know, people who are from, you know, or been in Dallas anytime at all and trying to get to love field. You're going to see those big, streets and stuff like that. It's not far from uh, Highway 75. It goes up to the high-tech corridor. I used to drive by where this place is 
uh, every Monday morning and every uh, Friday afternoon when I would come to Dallas to work and leave Dallas to go back home for the weekend. So it's a great location, and I applaud their good taste. They've done a real good job in Dallas. And, you know, your neighborhood is uh, the Gold Coast is a nice area, too. And they've well, got two stores. Urban two stores. Yeah, I got two stores by me, but, I mean, they're they're all over the north side of Chicago, anywhere from, I would say, Wrigleyville, which is about – there's about maybe – 13 or 14 blocks, you know, up okay. you can go to one and they're, yeah, they're just all, they're all Streeterville. I would say within probably a mile of me, there's four or five of them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, by the, there's, there's this thing they do with their merchandising I read about is called high low. They have like all this curated stuff you talked about, but then yeah. they also have like pop tarts, you know, just yeah. regular pop tarts from, from the regular grocery suppliers. They have just, you know, good old street food and stuff you would get in a convenience store ordinarily. Also, they don't just stick with the hoity-toity stuff so that if you wanted to get something quick and, and you know, or maybe you're working at a store nearby and you're not a high-profile person, you just go in there and get the stuff you would get at 7-Eleven, which is kind of cool. Snacks. Snacks. Oh, Chips. yeah. Yeah. So they got a whole oh, section for that stuff. Hey, hey, they have like a pickle chip, don't they? Uh, Did you see that I, one? I didn't there? see that one. No, it's just there. There are there's a lot to look through here. So wow, it's, wow, okay, well, yeah, all good. I'm, yeah. I'm eager. I'm eager to see it come through. Hey, you ready for a couple groaners? Yeah, I got I got two groaners. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. Uh, coach. And he is delivered as usual. So I've got two of them. And here is the first one. I'm ready. What kind of flower fiercest in the garden? What kind of flower is the fiercest in the garden? Mm. Think animals. Oh, fiercest flower. Yeah, flower, huh? Yeah. Wow. Thinking rhododendron, but that's not it. It's not iris. <laughs> what? Say again. Rhododendron. <laughs> Is that it? No. Uh, oh. I just made that up. Sorry. It's kind of cool. That's kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. The answer is. I'll, I'll give you points. It's more. Give you points. Okay. Tiger lily. Oh, I should know that. That's our. That's our it, it's too easy. It's 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 it was low hanging fruit that just kind of you were looking too high high up on the tree there. So here, okay, yeah. let's go for one more time. What do you call a person that murders both Tony the Tiger and Captain Crunch? What do you call a person that murders both Tony the Tiger and Captain Crunch? I don't know. A serial killer. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! Oh. That I, that was my better of the two. I just I like that one. 